Hello everyone and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm the other girl and here's Jessie. Hi guys, it's me. <laughs> the host of the show and that one. <laughs> that one. Oh no, we can't start a new train. We can't have I was them say, Oh, one. I have enough nicknames that are not my name already. <laughs> I'm Lily, if you didn't know. Hi. I'm just gonna drink my drink. Hello, welcome back to our beautiful show where we do have things we wanna talk about today, but it's a little all over the place, so you're gonna have to bear with us. Those ones are usually fun though. I know, we usually just talk a lot when this happens, when there's like multiple topics that are kind of all over the place, but there is a few like main ones and then we may go off a couple trains and you know, that that's what we do here, so. Hopefully you enjoy it. I mean, actually, we were going to do um, eight passengers updates, but... We got them covered already. <laughs> it was like, but then I kind of just like couldn't stop pulling videos and just did voiceovers and stuff. I did want to clarify one thing, though, that I had seen that was super alarming. And then I found out that it's not true. Basically, uh, people are saying that there was a panic room under Jody's house. Yes, if you haven't followed any of the eight passenger stuff, either just skip to the next chapter or um, watch our last video because it's very thorough. But um, there are reports saying that Jody had like a panic room under her garage and that there was a Fort Knox door, which is those doors that have like the giant like wheel. It reminds me of like a ship. I guess it's more like bank. Esque, but turns out apparently the 911 call or the like this police scanner the audio that's going around has two calls in it and the one for the eight passengers kids like interrupts another one and it's the other one that's talking about the Fort Knox door yeah so people were reporting it as Jody had a panic room under her house and like they were locked in there and everyone was obviously very concerned by that but it doesn't seem like that's at least true for them I'm like wait but who is it true for I don't know but the way it's it's phrased in the 9 one thing it's like he said there's a door so it sounded like the kid had told the police like where Got to look it. but someone was like reacting to it blindly and then it started spreading so turns out that is not the case and they were probably just held in a normal room which isn't any better but yeah at least for sure. slightly less alarming other than that i don't think there's any other real updates there's been like some more quotes from the neighbors but nothing revolutionary jk there is an update um apparently kevin frankie's lawyer has done some more talking and Get ready. In an interview with Good Morning America, he said, quote, He is a good person. He is very gentle. And no one's ever made any allegations that he's ever physically abused those kids or anyone else. Interesting choice of words there. He's never physically abused. Doesn't say anything about other kinds of abuse, though. Probably because the entire internet has made those allegations, but anyway. The lawyer then added that Kevin Frankie's main objective is the safety of his kids. He just wants to do what's best for his kids. Get them back, get them under his tutelage and his fathership and protect them. Now he wants to protect them. Great. What about the last however many years that we all witnessed him and his wife grossly mistreating all six of their kids? Where was the protection then? So that was from Good Morning America, but Randy Kester also made an appearance on News Nation on Wednesday, where he stated that his client was not aware or present in the St. George home where the alleged abuse took place. He pointed out the children were in the custody of their mother for the summer, and she had taken them out of Utah without Kevin Frankie's knowledge. Kester then said that he was unable to comment on the behavior of Ruby Frank in any ill manner because the parties involved were trying to, quote, keep the kids out of social media and do what we can to get these kids back to a good life. Okay, first of all, I don't know how speaking of Ruby in any ill manner would uh, have anything to do with the kids being on social media because this is a news station. But furthermore, where the hell was this sentiment the last decade, Kevin? You wanna keep them off social media now? That's convenient. 
Also convenient is that when pressed for comment on Kevin's time in the home during the making of the eight passengers log, Kester said that he would make no comments on any accusations leveled against the couple while they were still together. That's probably because Kevin knows he's guilty. Anyway, as of now, that's pretty much the only update other than Ruby will be making her first court appearance on Friday and she apparently has yet to enter a plea. So we will see how that goes, but that happens the same day this episode is going up. So we'll have to wait till the next one to update you on that. The thing people are worried about is just if the dad is going to get custody since he hasn't been arrested, which I feel like they won't. I don't know. It's uh, it's really complicated in, in cases like this. From what we talked about last time or what you did in like the update, it seems like CPS is reluctant to just like willy nilly like give them to anyone in the family. That's what it seems like, which is good, I think, just for the time being. And not to mention that the dad's lawyer had also said that they are still married. I feel like that would kind of play into the fact that it's like if he's not arrested and they are still married even like he has a lot of ties to her and like all the video evidence and stuff over the years the fact that they haven't arrested him is shocking to me so i'm like maybe they don't have enough to arrest him but like i don't think they're gonna give the kids to him i really hope not um but we did try our best to update everything that's why our video last episode was a little late because we <laughs> lily was adding like a billion updates and it's hard because we do film this ahead of time so we can get it edited to you guys in time and unfortunately that leads to a lot of updates happening while we're editing and so we have two choices we can either film or do voiceovers or sometimes it's like way too late where it'll be like the day we upload something comes out and so some people will come in and be like you forgot this and we're like we didn't forget it just happened like right after like it's it's difficult to stay up to date but Lily round of applause did a wonderful job with all her little updates I love that Thank you. you slayed Thank you. I mean since they had delete YouTube deleted the channels that meant there were no channels to pull the videos from. So I had like a bunch of like memories of clips that I've seen that I was trying to find. So I'm like searching different things on TikTok and it just was like six hours later, I had pulled like a hundred videos and I think I'm permanently scarred. It's so important though that you did find those clips and that they live on not for like, we blurred the children's faces and stuff because we really don't want to further hurt those children. But it is so important for people that don't remember Ruby or weren't here along the journey to know those warning signs because we do need to fucking make sure this never happens again. Yeah, because a lot of you pointed out in the comments like, yeah, Ruby's a fucking monster, but it is clear that once Jody got in the picture, things did start escalating. And then when Kevin left the picture, then it got even worse. So just to see the progression of everything is, ugh, it was really disturbing because also there are a lot of clips on my computer that I didn't include because the video would have been two hours long. And oh my God, you guys, I literally would feel nauseous after watching some of them. Yeah, some of them like made my heart actually start racing yeah. and I just started feeling really angry because it's so obvious, especially knowing what we know now, but like always it was so obvious. Her children are terrified. They were so terrified of her response. They never knew what the fuck to say to her because she was so confusing, so contradictory. She also like played crazy mind games with them where she would manipulate them into apologizing for things. There was one where she made her daughter apologize for asking what movie they were going to go see. Go win. We are going to a movie, so go get on your shoes. What is it? What? Does it even matter? If someone asked me if I wanted to go to a movie, I wouldn't ask, what is it? Run and get your shoes or you're going to not go. Hurry! Mm -hmm. Everyone run! Hey, this is Ruby. I was wondering, is Brooke available to babysit? 
my gosh, that sounds amazing. What a good idea for spring break. Well, good. I will call her again. Tell her I will call her again. Sherry. Okay, have fun. Uh huh. Bye. Um, I am not taking Eve, babe, Eve, unless you come and give me a huge apology. You come give me a hug and you come say you're sorry. No, again, where I can pay attention. It was not very thankful of you. I was excited and I told you to go get on your shoes and your jacket to see a movie. And you should say, okay, and be grateful. Instead of, well, what movie? Well, I don't know, let me think about it. That's not very grateful and I'm not gonna take a girl who's not grateful. Can you show some more gratitude? Okay, give me a big hug. And she's like, you don't ask that. people yep. what movie you go see. I'm like, who the fuck doesn't ask people what movie you go see? You just go watch a movie? Like, literally, it's just insanity. But she would play these games where the daughter would end up being like, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. And hugging her. And it's just like really fucked. It is so beyond fucked. So I'm, you know what, though? Random thought. Where the fuck are their mugshots? I don't know. I feel like those would have made the rounds. Already. I looked everywhere yesterday and honestly, I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> of course why the did. fuck? It, well, because why the fuck are they like allow the dignity of not having their mugshots out there? I want to see both of your mugs right now. I don't know. Because I know pub they are public. So yeah. if they've been taken, then I feel like people would find them. But maybe there's a reason that it's being like delayed. Maybe. But maybe also Lily's a really good detective and maybe she finds them and we put them right here. That would be really slay, but maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. The next topic that we're going to cover is actually one we've been trying to cover for like a fucking month now, and it just has not happened. Like we literally filmed it for our lost episode, our infamous lost episode. You need to stop bringing that up because people are going to think there's something there and there's really not. That's <laughs> so funny because I actually went to a concert with Alex and he asked me, he's like, okay, so what was this lost like, episode me the I was lost like, oh girl. Episode. I was like, girl, it ain't shit. Don't worry. <laughs> it wasn't even like a fun rambling one. It was like we were really no. tired and just not yeah there's been an interesting series of events of influencers supporting james charles recently and i've noticed it over the past what is it now like a month since he launched his brand painted we did talk about the launch i think through that article that we covered about james charles remember the cosmopolitan one briefly because i was confused because it was like paint in the commercial but then i found out that the makeup it, their paint is paint yeah, literally. So um, when he launched it, I wasn't sure. Like I knew that people like Manny MUA supported James Charles. I knew that because there's been evidence of that over the years, but I wasn't really sure what creators would be willing to openly support James Charles um, because a lot of time has passed since his allegations, admitting to those allegations. You know, he sat on camera and referenced the people that he spoke to that were minors as victims, if we... All remember that? To the victims, I am so, so sorry. Then he realized, oops, I just admitted guilt. Let me delete that really quick. And then always from this point forward, refer to all of this as bullshit, basically. I'm like, wait, what? Well, and speaking of um, years passing, I actually brought this up to Jesse off camera because a lot of people will um, bring up the time he went on Logan's podcast and uh, talked about how he likes young looking boys. Yeah. He I'm not physically attracted to older guys, which sucks. Like I would date like the absolute youngest, like 18, 19, that looks a little bit older or yep. like 24 that like has a young personality. Okay. But at that time he was like, 
2021. He's 24 right now. So I was thinking about that interview and then I was thinking about that article that we read where he says that he feels like a club bouncer because he has to check IDs. And then I like a few weeks later connected the two and was like, when you're 20, that makes a little more sense. When you're 24, you shouldn't be going after people that still might be younger than eight. Like, I have never once felt the need to like clarify if someone was over 18. I feel like him saying that confirmed even more so that he has an issue with yeah. wanting to date younger men or younger boys, I should say. Like, yes, there are situations where like, you know, there's that ongoing joke of like, people don't look their age nowadays and like, you never can tell or whatever. But once you're a certain age, like I'm 30 fucking years old. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's like a threshold that you pass that it's like, yeah, maybe you can't tell the difference between like a 13 year old and a 16 year old these days because they're both wearing a lot of makeup. But like, you can tell when someone's over 18 for the most part. Yes, there's exceptions, obviously. Yeah, well, there is that added layer too, is that he's interested in boys. They don't usually typically wear makeup, you know? So it's like, you don't even true, have that true, one, true. really pop. It's like, if someone's struggling with every fiber of their being to grow like a tiny bit of facial hair, you should have a question or two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, some grown men don't have beards, but let's be real here, sister. Like, you know what I mean? Do you remember the exact, like, what were the messages that he had admitted to? I, that part, like, because it's been so long, I do get a little foggy there. Sorry, I, I got distracted because I had searched James Charles to find his age and he defended the Lopez twins. They're not twins, the Lopez brothers. Those creepy ones that were in the hype, mm, hype, mm. Oh, the ones that got caught talking to minors and they used to be friends. Yeah, they're infamously in the background of James Charles' horrendous cover. One night stand, but we wanna be more than a friend to you. Of what was it? Yes, 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 yes. And they just feel like super awkward and out of place. Yeah. But they were actually caught and admitting to talking to underage girls and the mom even confronted him on a phone call a phone and call. it came out yeah, and it, I like, remember it's that. all confirmed. So James Charles defended them? January 2021, Charles faced backlash after defending two TikTok stars, 22-year-old Andreas Lopez and 19-year-old Xavier Lopez after they faced numerous allegations of grooming underage boys. Charles tweeted in solidarity with the victims. However, users claimed he defended the Lopez brothers back in June. Um, yeah, he tweeted, sexual assault is really fucking serious and it's absolutely disgusting that making false allegations is becoming a trend right now. Of course he tweeted about this then. <laughs> All it does is invalidate actual victims when they feel ready to come forward. Victims deserve to be heard and should never be invalidated, but it's insane that anonymous newly made accounts are popping up with stories and people are just believing it. With no proof at all, I'm not defending anyone, but there are always two sides to every story. It sounds like you're defending him, James. That was January and then February 2021 is when a 16-year-old boy claimed Charles groomed him and pressured him into exchanging sexual photos via Snapchat. Charles spoke out against the allegations and claimed that he had been unaware of the boy's age at the time. So I guess he did exchange Oh my god. Okay, sexual I forgot photos that. with a 16-year-old. And then it says Charles continued to post on all of his platforms as though nothing had happened. That same month, three more males came forward to share their negative sexual experiences with Charles. A 17-year-old boy shared screenshots alleging that Charles had continued to flirt with him via Instagram message even after learning his age. A third man of an unclear age came forward to share his negative sexually fueled conversation with Charles. So that one doesn't say whether any of them are 
true and they all say alleged. Well, even if it was just that one 16 year old, but I know it was multiple because he did admit he referenced two victims is like what he called them in his video, something like that. I don't know. I think that so much has happened and he has done his absolute best to bury the fact that he admitted to doing these things that people have quote unquote forgotten. And like me, I forgot the details of that because it has been a long time. And it kind of like brings us to the larger conversation of canceling and like whether that actually fucking works or not because I think enough time passes where people are just like, okay, whatever. People get tired and they forget and we move on with our lives. Same month. A 15-year-old boy used TikTok to share screenshots from conversations and photos that he had exchanged with Charles. After the boy started sharing the messages on his Snapchat story, he claimed Charles had blocked him and accused him of lying about his age, even though he said Charles had always been aware of his age. And then the next month, Charles puts out the video and he apologizes to, quote, two different people both under the age of 18. Citing desperation is the reason it happened. Well, I was about to say, like, the most infamous part of that fucking video was him saying, I'm desperate. Like, that's why I did it. I'm desperate. Yeah, well, and then it even says a week later, a full week after he had admitted to the inappropriate conversations with minors, Brands continued to stand by him publicly, including Morphe. We understand your concerns and we take this situation very seriously. Morphe does not condone inappropriate online behavior of any form. It is and has always been our goal to create a positive, safe, and empowering space where all beauty lovers can freely share their artistry and passion for cosmetics. We've actively been looking into the recent allegations against James Charles and have suspended marketing of the Morphe James Charles collaboration while we continue to evaluate and monitor the situation. Please, please let me in on what that investigation looks like. I, I'm dying to know. Yeah, like what? But also that's a very interesting choice of words. They're suspending the marketing, not the production, not the selling. I guess the whole point is like, I don't know. I, I People forgot. People just kind of, it just, I mean, people like Ethan Klein have been hammering it in like pretty much consistently throughout the years. But for the most part, we would bring up James or like people would bring up James in situations where like, I don't know, there was a point where Tana Mojo was calling him out and saying he was scary, but then all of a sudden now she's also That's hanging what, out here, with I him. was just going to read hers is next on this timeline. And it says, because there's a tweet from 2019 where she is responding to that guy Gage that he brought to Coachella. And she said, I watched you lead on and kiss my friend for a whole weekend. And when he realized you got scared and made a video lying and accusing him of being a sexual predator, dot, 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 sad face. Legit watching you lie like this and get away with it breaks my heart. He's a person too. You and I know the truth. But Kat Tenbarge tweeted that out in April, 2021. And Tana responded to it and said, 100% manipulated and begged to tweet that. I was defending someone that was my friend at the time and believed them. Sad to see. I later reconciled with Gage and discussed it, apologized, heard his side of the story, and now I call him one of my closest friends. Things change. Yeah, things do change because now, now you're hanging out with James Charles. It was like, she's back and they're friends, so. This is my biggest bone to pick with James Charles, though, is that he did it, he admitted to it, and now he's pretending it never happened. That is a big fucking issue because as much as he wants to act like, oh, I'm a club bouncer now, I check everyone's IDs, I don't believe you for a fucking second, number one. But number two, we have proof because you said it in the article, you're still trying to date people on Instagram. You're still using social media to date people. And I just think it's interesting that he also, like, tweets that he had that statement where he goes, accountability is something that I've spoken about a number of times in the past. Spoken about, but not actually taken. I'm so far less interested in apologies. People hyperfixate on apologies and certain things. I'm so much less focused on that and so much more interested in what follows it and like what someone actually does because that's the only thing that actually matters in any situation. And all he's done 
is try to pretend that never existed. Well, here in that statement, and this is um, like two weeks after that video came out, he said, uh, accountability is something that I've spoken about a number of times in the past. In my most recent video, I spoke about and took accountability for my part. Oh, for my part in conversations I had with a few Ooh, and now it's a few individuals, not a couple. He took accountability for his part in conversations that he had with a few individuals who told me they were over the age of 18. As I said in that video, I can't show change overnight, but will over time. And now we are here three years later, two years later, and he literally just did that interview and was like, saying he was a club bouncer, so. I know that when we discuss people supporting him, there's probably gonna be a few people that are like, well, what, do you not want him to like literally exist? Like, do you not want him to continue on with life? Is he just supposed to like hide away in a dungeon forever? <laughs> Me thinking about that. I just think that there's a difference between allowing someone to exist, you can exist, go do your thing, and then actively supporting that. I think that those are two different things. I think that as an influencer, if you are today actively publicly supporting James Charles, I think that is a problem. I think that's making a statement that you do condone the things that he's done because he has not taken accountability, because accountability isn't deleting your apology and pretending it never happened, but he has continued on to do basically the same shit he was doing. We don't know that it's with minors, but we know he's being reckless enough. And he tried to take advantage of the fact that people were making up some of the stories. And he said, since posting that video, many other people have come forward with a series of misleading stories and false allegations, which have been reported on by many people, creators, and news outlets. My legal team has begun taking action against those who've spread misinformation and or created completely fake stories as this has gone too far, which, is fine, but then he tried to like use that as a way to wipe the rest of the slate clean too. Well, and it's kind of worked. I think that either people don't like James Charles and they don't remember exactly why, or they have just gotten to the point where they always supported him behind the scenes and now they're doing so publicly. But that's essentially why we're talking about it today because a couple weeks ago, we saw the PR launch of Painted and it was James Charles going around giving painted cans. One of the people that he gave PR to was Manny MUA. And Manny MUA has his own long history of controversy. He was part of Dramageddon, wasn't he? Like the first Dramageddon, not the second one with James Charles. He was in that picture with Gabriel Zamora, Laura Lee, where they were like flipping off the camera and saying like, bitches mad because we're better without him. And then it was the whole launch oh, of their yeah, like- yeah, yeah. It was like why Jeffrey started hating the beauty community. Well, it was also like all their tweets were exposed, their old tweets and like crazy shit that they had to apologize for. Laura Lee's infamous apology, hello. But it turns out Manny has been supporting James all these years and James goes up to him in his PR video and gives him a big old hug and a smooch on the cheek and they're all buddy buddy and he supports him but he goes a step further to actually sit down on his TikTok okay and review painted and then when people call it out for I think it was the brown shade being patchy he doubled down and put out a new video where he was showing it's not patchy it's just my vitiligo on my eyes if a brand gives you something and you're using something and it doesn't look amazing on your eyes like you don't really care it's not your brand you know what i mean you're just like okay yeah, whatever people think like, it's patchy go to bat for them and i see it all the time like in my friend Kathleen's youtube comments where people will have their own feelings about how a product performs on her or something and even if she likes it is she going to put on a new video and be like this mascara is good like you know like nobody does that so he did that for his good friend James and he put out another video just 
was saying that it wasn't patchy. It was his vitiligo, blah, blah, blah. And um, people came for his neck, obviously, some people. But James does weirdly have a ton of support on TikTok. Like, if you look at his comments, it is very good comments for the most part. I feel like it's probably a different audience that didn't follow him on YouTube. And TikTok, you, like, don't necessarily get to know the creators as much that you follow. Yeah, I think that's possibly it. But people have called this out uh, with Manny, particularly <laughs> Ethan Klein. He has called Manny out for supporting James Charles. I also have Peter Can. Okay, this is so cute. Wait, 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 wait. I know this guy. I think he's a fan of the show. He's a makeup dude, right? Right, yeah. Love you. That's Manny MUA. Yeah. Yeah. Manny, I know, I think you watched the show. Manny's also a queen apologist. A queen? Colleen apologist. Oh, mm. maybe he doesn't watch the show anymore. Okay, so, well, but like James is object. I mean, what James is doing, you can't be doing this, man. Why? It's only because of these people he does. And they actually met at the uh, Streamy Awards. And Manny, his podcast with Laura is something else. He was like, I wasn't full of glam, so I was nervous to go up to Ethan because he said he wasn't nominated, so he didn't get full Why glam. Why did that sound like so much like him? He's Hispanic too, so we have very similar accents. Oh, okay. Because I don't even think you were trying, but it really <laughs> did sound like him. Yeah, no, no. But um, he said he wasn't even full glam because he wasn't nominated. And that, that made him nervous to go up to Ethan. I'm like, girl, like, you're good. He would go to the stream. He's not full glam. I said... No, I'm not nominated. Why the hell am I gonna go full glam? Uh, I'm not nominated. Like, I was like, I'm God. not gonna do like. I thought you were saying worth. you weren't gonna go meet him and say hello because you weren't nominated. <laughs> and I was literally like, I'm why? Not why I can't not? do it. So um, I went up to them, and they were so sweet and so kind and so nice, and it was really nice because I'm a huge fan of Teddy Fresh. Yeah. Like, I wore Teddy Fresh literally all the time. I'm obsessed with the brand. So it was just, like, really nice to meet them. They were so nice and so sweet. I was nervous because recently Ethan had talked negatively about me. So I was like, oh. and, Hi, he, and was he sweet in real life? So sweet. Yeah. So, 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 so sweet. Um, Because, you know, obviously, like, I have relationships with people that he doesn't agree with me having relationships with or just in general. So I was just like, okay, like, I totally understand where someone's coming from. Yeah. Um, But I still wanted to say hello because I did feel like... He's still a good person. And you didn't want, like, a beat. Like, you didn't no. want, like, any weirdness. No, and the thing is, it's, like, not even weird for me. Like, I totally understand. So I went up to them. I said hello. And they were so sweet and so kind. And That's I really awesome. appreciated their their kindness that's awesome yeah so he met ethan and he was he talks about in the podcast how he was nervous to meet ethan because ethan has talked about his association with someone and he even validates in that podcast that he understands why ethan has concerns about his association with people he was referencing james charles without saying the name and like the comments and people calling it out are like oh so you understand but you don't understand. Like, you, you're still gonna do it. Like, you understand, but you're just gonna still continue to support him publicly. It's just bullshit. Like, he's, he knows, and everybody that associates with him knows. They're just hoping that everyone else forgot. The thing is, like, so many people have experienced cancellations on the internet. Everyone has to a certain degree if they've been on the internet long enough, but there are degrees to this. And I think that James Charles is pretty much on the top tier of shit you do not associate with. Because it's like, not like an old tweet, which he has those two old tweets <laughs> that are bad. Yeah, I was gonna say, there are plenty of reasons why you cannot like James Charles, but these are the ones that you should not 
be publicly affiliated with him. <laughs> to still choose to associate with him is kind of crazy, but there was one in particular that we saw uh, Nick Snyder and Dustin Daly tweeting about yesterday because Peter Mann, a fellow drama channel, put out a video of influencers that he was needing to unfollow. He had to like go through and unfollow people who were supporting James Charles. And there was one person on there that people kind of lost their shit because it's someone that nobody has any clue why they would support James Charles. And that is Rob Beauty Christie. I actually don't know very much about her because as I've said in the past, I'm not super into the uh, makeup community as you might be able to tell. But um, I know that people are especially mad. One, she's just normally very unproblematic and people wouldn't expect that from her. But then also that she's very like children. <laughs> she is an extremely breath of fresh air in the beauty community to where she's very like real about the way that she approaches it. Everybody else, it does feel kind of difficult watching people who are like, they'll put like two dots of concealer and be like, there's your fresh everyday look. You're like, bitch, I would look haggard as fuck. Like it's hard to relate to people that are so perfect, quote unquote. And she's so real about like, if something looks like shit or like, I don't know, she's just a really, really honest person. And she's also really funny and very charismatic and very likable. And Peter says he noticed that she was following James Charles for a long time, but he didn't really necessarily associate that directly with like, it's kind of like, I know I don't want to bring it up because you're gonna get shit again, but when you follow Donald Trump. I, I probably still do. But uh, like, I think I follow James Charles right now. But also now, like I actually saw Nick tweeting, Nick Snyder tweeting about this, that especially for, I mean, I, I was gonna say, would you call us a drama channel? Yeah, we're a drama channel. Like that's why I feel like I follow some people because I just like want to know what's happening. It's not, it doesn't equate supporting Endorsement, them. yeah. And even Nick says that following them is one thing, but as soon as you're publicly liking their stuff, that says something different. And I'm definitely not publicly liking James' stuff. Peter talked about that in his video. He used to follow influencers to keep tabs with them because he is a drama channel. And he said he even no longer is doing that because it's just too much for him, but he understands why other people do it. Now for me, like if someone went through my Instagram list or Twitter, honestly, for that matter, I would be horrified if they found someone because I do not use those apps almost ever. If I go on Instagram, it's to check people's stories. I never scroll through my feed. I don't know half of the people I follow, probably more than that. So I would be horrified if people went through my following list and found people that were problematic because I'd be like, well, I didn't even fucking know I was still following them. So that's not what we're talking about here. Cause also like I'm someone that very much does not actively unfollow people. Right. Like I could literally like get in a fight with you and I wouldn't like jump to go. Like, I need to go unfollow them right now. Like I would just forget. Apparently Rob Beauty Christie has been liking James Charles posts. And I mean, some people are gonna look at that and be like, well, so what? It's just a like, maybe, maybe her finger slipped. But the overwhelming response that I've seen from people who are Rob Beauty Christie fans is just incredible disappointment for someone that really is a good person. She's very sweet and all of the, you know, characteristics that I just stated. But fuck girl, why the fuck are you liking James Charles pictures? There's no need to support him publicly. I have to say that after everything I looked at last night, Robbie D. Christie might be my biggest disappointment in 2023, okay? And now, this is a situation where I have loved Christie. She's been very supportive of me for years. I've been very supportive of her. I thought she was the real deal for a long time, okay? I don't know what her need is to continue to follow him and like him. I don't know why she can ride so hard for Colleen Ballinger, but she can support openly and publicly a self-proclaimed predator, okay? Christy knowingly knows, because she even says in the video about the downfall of the beauty industry and all the people that started that, she knows what James Charles did. She knows his contribution. She knows that that was why, okay? 
So she takes such issue with all of that, and she takes issues with Colleen Ballinger, but she's still liking and supporting James Charles. I was hoping that she would do the right thing, but after looking thoroughly and closely and see that she still supports him and his brand, I couldn't follow her anymore. And I really like her. And um, she's always been nice to me, but I just can't, you know? So, um, I mean, are you the real deal, Christy? Because I always loved you because I thought you were the real deal, okay? Are you the real deal? Or are you a predator protector? Because you have a lot to say about Colleen Ballinger, but you don't have anything to say about James Charles. I mean, that bothers me. Oh, God. Someone said, did you see Peter Mon's newest video? She called him. She says she does not support James and is making a new video, and Peter's going to follow her again after she makes the video. What? I don't know. Oh, wait, no. So then there's a follow-up. You see Twitter. That says, he says it'll take more than just that for him to follow her again, that it'll take time for her actions to show more than just a video to denounce him. So I guess Raw Beauty Christie called Peter Mon after his video came out calling her out because she is like a Peter Mon fan and she does watch his videos. I do know that. She's been a supporter for a while. Because she asked me if I was going to follow her again. I said, I can't. Not until you take action that follows whatever you have to say if you choose to come out and say this. And she goes, well, right now, because I know that you believe in your stance, if you followed me, I would probably soft block you. And so you had, were forced to unfollow me. Because she said, I don't want you to do something just because you feel like you have to do it. I said, and she goes, and I hope you don't feel like me reaching out to you as being manipulative. I said, Christy, if you knew the amount of uh, influencers that have reached out to me to explain their stance, and really she was asking me for my advice is what she was doing. Because she didn't want anything to look performative, and she wanted to come out and explain her stance. And I said, girl, just be honest with your audience. People appreciate that. Just get in a video and be honest with your audience. And she said, well, I've got to think, I've got to think this through. And I respect that. I think things through that I talk about in my videos, right? Anyway, she goes, well, I hope you don't think that I'm trying to manipulate you behind the scenes. I go, girl, there's nothing that you can say that would manipulate me because I'm going to stick to my guns. I cannot call out these 10 people but not call you out for the exact same things. I won't do it. This is too important of a situation for me. James Charles and Colleen Ballinger, I said, I don't understand how you can side with Col or side against Colleen Ballinger but side with James Charles. And she said, well, I didn't know all the information. She was educating herself today, watching videos and reading articles and things like that. And a lot of it I sincerely believe she didn't know about, right? She has since educated herself. She was totally gracious to me. She said she had a lot of things to think about. She did tell me that she didn't believe that she could continue to support James Charles after all that she found out by the education that she had done today. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I guess she told him she doesn't support James, but like, I really wonder what that means. Um, Tana. Tana, yeah. Tana's liking all her his pictures. Tana's, yeah, Todrick. Ta oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, Joey Graceffa likes like all his pictures. Someone I knew from Vine likes his pictures. What the fuck, guys? Ashley Schwan. Oh my god. Dude, what the hell? Lord DIY liked one. Damn it, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of people who support him publicly. This That's kind of wild. I'm not gonna lie. Patrick Starr, like, this is insane. Interesting. Nikki Tutorials liking his posts. But you know what? The one that pisses me off the most is Tana Mojo. Because how are you gonna say he's scary and that you've been manipulated by him and that he absolutely, like, she, I wanna say, has even sat down and been like, oh yeah, like, he's into kids. Like, this is fucked. Like, literally super explicitly 
And now, what, girl? Like, the James Charles shit. Yeah, I mean, you, you haven't heard about this. I have not heard about it. I've been, like, notoriously, like, like, Snapchatting underage like, boys. been, like, grooming 14-year-old boys. Was it younger boys who, like, actually, like, outed him? Or was it, like... Yes, a lot yes, of them. A lot really? Of them. Like, 14-year-old And so boys. why is he still, like, out and about? Like, what? It, what what's going on? Is the he going to go to jail? I was, like, walking oh. into a party, and he was Truly. outside. Couldn't get in. Super fun for me. Loved oh, that. Wow. Um, but eventually, he got in, and I was just like, oh, my... Like, how are you... I... I've been canceled a hundred times, dude. And, like, yeah. I'm going to come back like a cockroach. It's fucking fine. Like, people get canceled. That's chill. Yeah, you're not hitting people... up fucking 12-year-olds. Exactly. Yeah, you're it's doing, different. Like, actual, like, insane, illegal, and immoral shit. It, it is interesting to me. But also, who am I to, like, be the police? I mean, I that's just, the thing, though. There's no, a difference between, like, immoral and, like, you know, maybe, like, a questionable judgment and, like, something that's straight up illegal. You feel me? And, like, fucking... But it seems yeah. like, you can't, a, you can't like a reoccurring theme. Solicit here, nudes know? from honestly, underage kids. other though. laws. Like, rob a bank. I will, I'll look away. Oh, yeah. That's the thing is, I don't think there's a problem... Well, I mean, in this situation, it's a little different, but, I, like, normally I don't think there's, like, an issue with changing your mind or, like, changing your viewpoint. But it's that Tana gets... She's, like, so confident and, like, certain in her viewpoint. And then suddenly it's... She's so confident and certain in the exact opposite. I know. It's it's mind-blowing. Hannah. Why is her... Okay, no comment. Tana, why, man? Why? They're, like, fully back. Tana and James are back. Tana I ran into. She says... She's like, I'm so sorry about the James Charles thing. I'll call in and disavow him. Whoa, really? <laughs> but she's like, it was a huge mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Oh. Oh, interesting. Oh, whoa. Well, I was like... I was a little bit sour over that. Well, because I was like, but why that... would you go be back and be friends with him? I don't understand. Hmm. And um, she's like, I don't know why I did it. I regret it, and I don't understand why I did it. I'll call in and disavow. I love that. <laughs> I love her. That's so awesome. I like Tana. That's like so much more than anyone else in his circles ever done. That's true. Like, even That's people awesome. who used to associate with him hasn't really said anything about it. They just silently moved away. I like that a lot. Interesting. As I'm looking for Robbie D. Christie's alleged apology, I'm seeing people reference a notes app apology a lot. I came across this Twitter thread and it's a deleted tweet from James Charles, so I don't know what the initial tweet was, but it was during one of his controversies in 2017. Which one was that one? Was it the Ebola? <laughs> was it the... Hold. <laughs> well, it goes from February to September, but February was the Ebola one. September is the It. Um, him, like, dissing the movie It. <laughs> Oh, interesting. So she responded to James, whatever he said at the time, and said, James, I am truly sorry you deal with these weird, obsessively hateful people. You gave your sincere apologies, so it's all on them. If they want to live hating someone they don't know for something they can't forgive, sad story, but fine. Wallow in your hatred. Again, sorry you have to deal with it. Some people need to get off social media and go exist around society to learn some couth. Robbie D. Christie said that? She sure did in, 20, in 2017 to James Charles. This article, literally the last thing that that would have been referring to is the Ebola thing. It's not even like I'm blaming her because I don't know what she was talking about. But like, it's interesting that kind of verbiage because I'm like, I sincerely hope she was not saying that to him nowadays or like whatever think the same thing for this kind of situation so apparently what peter mon said in his last video that he uploaded was that robbie d christie saw his video calling her out for following and liking james charles posts she asked him if they could have a phone conversation and they did have a phone conversation he said he does not want to get into like the specifics because she did say that she was going to come out and address this and he told her she should do it in a video and i think she agreed and says that she's going to make a video addressing it but from what he said she wants to unfollow james charles 
and basically he says that like she implied that a lot was like brought to light from watching his video which would give the like idea to me that she didn't fully understand what James Charles did before this to which I have to call bullshit on just because she is I, we follow each other on Twitter and she is extremely um, involved in like consuming internet drama. I'm not saying like, you know, like she's up to date with everything. She just tweeted about eight passengers like two days ago. Well, cause I was gonna say, which could be true. Cause I know that there are some people that are not as chronically online as us. But um, if you say that that is not the case. Over the years, I always remember Robbie D. Christie like on my timeline, kind of commenting on the bigger stories that happen online. Like she's not one of those like, I have no idea what's going on. Like she's really not. I would find it very difficult to believe that she wouldn't understand the full gravity of what happened with James Charles when he's directly in her community that she's a part of, the beauty community. I don't know. The amount of times I will be holding my phone with it like unlocked and I like do, I'll like send random, like I'll, I feel like I've sent you random stuff. What always happens is those fucking signatures in the texts, those always send and I'll look down and it's like, congratulations, happy birthday. And I'm like, what, what? That would be so, I mean, it wouldn't be funny, but like, wouldn't it be funny if she like didn't even mean to like it? Well, that's not immediately what she said. Like if that would have been my case, I would have been like, dude, absolutely not. Like I must have ass liked it. Like seriously, I know that's like my dog ate my homework, but. Like actually that happened to me recently. I accidentally liked a message someone sent. I oh, yeah. sent you that conversation. And if they were like, will you like that message? I was like, that was an accident. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. But anyway, that's pretty much it. But is it ever really just it for us at least? No, because stuff always happens after we're done filming. Anyway, um, so had Christy just like stayed quiet while she was kind of coming up with whatever she was gonna do to respond to this, I think it would have been different, but that's not what she did. She uh, instead just kept posting as if nothing was wrong. And when people started commenting about it, she started deleting comments and then blocking those people that left the comments about it, which included like her longtime subscribers. So yeah, uh, safe to say things have escalated and also safe to say Peter's not thrilled. You better just get in the video and say, absolutely, I follow James Charles. I, I liked his pictures. I knew what was going on behind the scenes and I still did it anyway. And you know what? When you know better, you do better. And I'm not going to anymore. And I unfollowed him and I'm not gonna support him anymore. End of video. That's it. And let your people vote with what they think, okay? Robbie D. Christie is helping putting money in the pocket of a predator. I'm sorry, Christy, you don't like the term predator protector, but you are literally protecting the career of somebody that is a self-proclaimed predator. I don't know what you don't see about that. As of this very moment, which um, is pretty late on Friday, she has still not addressed it directly. So I guess we will see. I don't know what the like summary of it all is. It's just weird behavior that I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out for. I don't know, I don't like it. But you know, if Robert E. Christie responds by the time we put this up, we'll, you know, give a little update on her apology. But otherwise, it's just like, girl, just learn from it and move on. I'm not saying we need to like bring out the guillotine here, okay? Like it's really not that serious either. Like it is serious because it's like, fuck, why, why would you support James Charles after everything? And like, while we were looking into like Reddit threads and stuff throughout this episode, which we cut for sure. But while I was looking for things, I saw the like uncensored versions of the pictures that James Charles sent to that 16 year old. And like, I actually almost threw up. Like it is like explicit booty pictures and like him showing his armpits and saying like, it would take you 30 seconds to just post, give me a picture like this, like pressuring this kid for a picture. And it's just really disturbing. So it's like, it's not like this, it's not like he just made a fucking mistake. He has always been overly pushy in sexual situations. And we've seen a bunch of situations like that where I'm just like, dude, just everyone can, can we all just stay away from him? I'm not saying he can't do anything. Like he can't start a brand, but we don't have to support it. And I think it's interesting because he definitely tries to 
put a lot of the blame on like, I didn't know about power dynamics and stuff and I didn't understand that. But it's like, he's always under, I mean, maybe he didn't understand it technically, but it's like, he's always taken advantage of it. And even now when we see screenshots of stuff even more recently, I don't have an example to pull up, but that it's very much him being like, this is what I have to offer. And it's him being like, I have money in a house and this and blah, blah. And it's like giving them this like checklist of things that he thinks have value to other people instead of like, you know, having a conversation and getting to know someone and seeing if they're interested in maybe like, if they're even looking for someone to date. But instead he just is like, hi, I'm available. These are my qualifications that I need and here's what I have and now you're gonna date me, right? It's like, not everyone that wants a plane ticket is gonna date you. <laughs> well, one thing that James definitely wasn't lying about was being desperate. He, everything he's done shows that. Like he absolutely, when it comes to dating, my God. And the fact that he does have money, he's a good looking guy and he does have so much trouble finding a partner. I'm like, hmm, that's, interesting. But anyway, that's basically it. I guess we'll see where that goes. But what a disappointing um, development. Uh, just a lot of people supporting him. A lot of people that I follow, I'm just like, wow, okay, well, time to uh, do some scrubbing on my Instagram, I think. Anyway, we have one more topic and then we shall be done. And that is Burning Man. So Burning Man, if you don't know, it's a music, eh, would you call it a music festival? I think it's just like a fest, like an arts festival, technically. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit more or it tries to be more independent from like the ultras and you know well because uh, it's very Coachella's. it's very different because like yeah. it's not as commercialized like that you still have to buy a ticket to go but the way it works is they set it up in the middle of the desert it's black rock the city i think it's in nevada you know what's really funny is that we covered burning man last year and do you remember why yeah because that's why i wanted that's the thing that's kept popping into my head when i wanted to bring it up could you imagine if deaf noodles went to this burning man with his assistant yeah oh my no, god I literally can't. and got stuck there oh god for her sake i'm glad that didn't happen but um basically it happens in black rock desert which is in nevada and it's just like this giant playa of just like emptiness it's just this like vast open area and what Did they you say do playa? Yeah. Like beach? Playa is beach in Spanish. Yeah, we're sponsored by Babel, I know. <laughs> Playa is the term used to describe sunken dry lake beds in the desert where water evaporates rather than running off. And then it says, and even a small amount of rain can quickly soak a large area. So basically it's this like giant open desert area and people go and they build like a temporary city there for the duration of Burning Man. Nothing was there before. It's not like Coachella where it's at the polo fields or something. It's like literally in the middle of the desert and people just show up and make their own place and like everyone's camping trading and bartering and things like that yeah well it's so like that's another thing is there's no money it's supposed to be a big community thing and then at the end of it they have a giant like man that um they burn burning man and uh it's like they're like offering to I, I don't know if it's supposed to be like a spiritual thing or what but they burn like a giant thing and it's like a huge celebration and it's an interesting group that goes I've gotten in touch with a few people who have gone to burning man and they do describe it at least the past burning man's as being very enlightening to a certain extent and just like life-changing a lot of people describe it because there are a lot of drugs usually involved I was too. Say, yeah. all my friends went or they just did a lot of drugs and I know there's like a lot of complaints about the um like the waste that gets left behind afterwards like a lot um. of people have a big problem with the fact that they go there and they're like messing with the geography of the area and stuff but usually it is just like a huge like dusty mess like everyone there is like they're riding bikes to different areas and it's like everything's far away there's a lot of like 
you're really dirty because it's just like dust storms and then no showers. People in campers and that's yeah. it, yeah. So the thing that changed this year is that it rained. And what happens to dust when it rains? <laughs> Dude, I didn't know. I had no idea. This is insane. So Jesse pulled some TikToks to show. I haven't actually seen that many. I've more just like read about it, but I did see one video of tornadoes going on and it literally looks like a depiction of hell. But yeah, so imagine like this huge giant just flat area and then there's nowhere for the water to drain because it usually just evaporates, but there was too much rain and it couldn't evaporate and then it was just mud. So here are a few videos of just kind of like visuals, I guess, of the disasters that took place. It's pretty fucking insane. To all of the people in Burning Man, I am sorry that you fell into their trap. There has been one death at Burning Man Festival with tens of thousands left stranded in deep mud at the Nevada desert after rain turned the festival into a swamp. Costume clad attendees have been struggling across the wet site, some using trash bags as makeshift boats, while many vehicles were stuck in the sludge. All events it's at like the festival I have seen that one. That's the only clip I've seen actually. Look at Police the said there was one death without giving further details. Road gates in and out of the Black Rock City venue were closed, but some desperate attendees trudged on foot for hours to reach the that nearest road me. and hitch a lift out. A video online even showed comedian Chris Rock hitching a ride in the back of a pickup truck with Diplo after managing to escape. Organizers have urged festival goers to conserve food, water and fuel and shelter in a warm, safe space. It's interesting how the rich people always manage to escape, isn't it? It's giving Titanic. No, but literally them talking about how people are like trudging across the desert. That would be me. I would be like, fuck no, I am not staying here. I mean, there's so many fucking details that I want to know. Why would they close the road? Hello? People need to get the fuck out of there. Like, what was Burning Man doing to help that situation? Speaking completely out of my ass right now, I would think, like how I brought up earlier, that people don't like Burning Man because of the waste situation. I also think that seeing what that truck or the um, what that Jeep yeah, was like... Was like buried like in the stuck in the yeah. yeah 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 that trying to get out of it when it's all muddy like that is gonna mess up the terrain and it's gonna like start digging holes and it's just gonna fuck things up more so maybe they were trying to prevent that i don't know how you really stop people from leaving something that like as i said it's just like an open desert so it's like they're just gonna go not on the road then well and if people's car gets stuck that's on them i don't know i would be so pissed I well mean, no, no no but it's that it's it's then it's like messing with the integrity of the geography like so they would want to prevent that that's the only thing i can imagine otherwise i don't really know i mean i kind of get it but also at the same time like it's dude it's insane though seeing those clips because it's very very shallow in some parts and you're like oh okay so it got like a little muddy and then you see a car with like literally titanic-esque water just gushing in and you're like oh wait so it's like full body length water that's like you could drown in it think about that i just read that thing that said it, they're dried out lake beds so it just makes a lake. So it's like that they're driving through probably what would be a lake. But let's pull up what isn't even the water aspect of this. I sent this to Jesse because I was like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? Like, are you joking? Obviously those are tornadoes, but they're very skinny. Do tornadoes normally look that skinny? I'm not super well versed in tornadoes, but um, don't care. I would be running for my life. Why are all these people just watching it? That's what I texted you. I'm like, why is everyone just walking? Like, first of all, there's things on fire. Is that the man? We don't know what, what was lit on fire, but even more so there's tornadoes two feet away from people and they're just like walking as if they're at the mall. Wait, 
<laughs> oh. Awkward. <laughs> well, apparently, um, actually, I thought that that tornado was from Burning Man, but it is not. Yeah, it says, the people of Burning Man this year are facing the opposite problem as last year. It's way too wet for a I fire tornado. I thought that. When I saw that, I was like, where's the water? Because I thought that was the, the main issue. So the tornadoes are from last year? The internet, bro. Why does it have to make yeah. everything yeah. so convoluted and complicated to keep up with? I mean, fuck. Regardless of when that's from, that is one of the craziest videos I've ever seen. I know. I like, if it wasn't interesting to see, I would have been like, let's just cut it all. But I think we Yeah, but it's fucking in. insane. Like, that looks like CGI. Like, the end of the world is happening. There is one more TikTok that shows the water damage. It's kind of the same shit that we just watched. But look at that porta potty. Like, people trying to push RVs out. There was traffic for hours and hours and hours and hours to even get out. Like, you do get out. You, like, hike for miles and miles and miles and miles. And then what? Then someone comes and picks you up in hours of traffic like literally that sounds like a fucking nightmare oh my god I, I just can't imagine the anxiety I would be feeling people were comparing it to the fire festival and yeah I for mean, sure I feel like it's just like even though the fire festival they were like stuck on an island so I feel like that's more drastic obviously this weather situation seems way worse the fire fest thing was just that they didn't have the infrastructure to like support a festival right this is like People should not have been outside. My question is, there has to be an extreme amount of accountability on the people who organize this event because weather is absolutely something we can predict. Like, at least far ahead enough that you can cancel and tell people to go the fuck home before it rains. Like, it's not something that just pops up and we didn't know about it. So the CEO or whoever the fuck a Burning Man needs to be held responsible for this. Well, it's interesting you bring that up because that actually, unfortunately, plays into kind of the theory of um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the dumbest humans ever, who <laughs> went on Alex Jones's podcast. She's tried to push the conspiracy theory now that this was like a government thing. I don't know if it's that they let it happen or that they like caused it to happen because a lot of people say that the government has like weather controlling kind of tools. That oh, I was can... about to say, yeah, no, totally. Because you could just turn in circles fast enough where you create two tornadoes that just rummage through people. That one seems like maybe it, it was a unpredicted um, byproduct, but like that if they like created, I don't know, this is all just completely, I don't think this is true. Basically, Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying that it was a tactic of the government because there's 75,000 people, I guess, were stuck there. Jesus. <laughs> Absolutely. Is it really insane, that many? I guess, which is oh unreal. My God. But that her theory is that the government had something to do with it or whether they didn't tell people or whether they caused it. Basically, they wanted those 75,000 people to get stuck there. So then when they finally did get home, they would be like, you guys, global warming is real. And that it would be like, the thing that would get them like to advocate against things that cause worse global warming. I almost fell asleep while you were describing it. It was that. also I'm stupid. Like, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> I was like watching her say all of it. And I'm like, bitch, people already know that global warming is real though. Like you're the only one, <laughs> like you and your friends say it's not, but we didn't need Burning Man to say that. And I don't think the people that got stuck in Burning Man are going to suddenly become like really pro-environment. Like it's not all there for me. I literally can't with people like her. It's just like, bitch, just go outside. Like literally two weeks ago, you couldn't go outside because your skin would melt off. So, okay, global warming's not real. Bye, see you never. Like, I just, I can't. Well, that's, the fact that she's acting like they needed Burning Man to do that, I'm like, I don't think that that's necessary. <laughs> uh, we haven't even talked about it because there was other things going on that needed our attention. But I was a little distracted a couple weeks ago because, you guys, the earthquake 
that happened. I have lived in California, I guess, aside from my four years at college, which I even came back during the summer, but I've been here all 33 years. Scariest earthquake I've ever experienced. And actually, Jesse was on FaceTime with me and I weirdly was sitting in this chair, which I never sit in unless we're filming. Oh my God. Holy shit. All I remember was you, like we were talking, just regular conversation and Lily just blood curdling scream. And I hear things crashing everywhere. And I'm just like, because also earthquakes, I don't know. I feel like you either are very familiar with them or you've like never experienced them. And I have experienced quite a few living in California my whole life, but they're never usually scary. Like they're just kind of like, oh, like things shake a little and it stops. But the thing that is scary about all earthquakes is that once they start, you're just not like, you've no clue when it's going to stop. Sometimes it can be like 10 seconds. Sometimes it can be 30 seconds. And this one started and I don't even think I felt the shaking as much as I heard everything. Jesse said it sounded like the house was going to collapse. Well, I actually thought either like, because there was also simultaneously a hurricane hitting you guys. So I thought either the hurricane blew in your sliding glass door or a car crashed into your house. Like those were the two things my brain went to. I'm going to take a picture to show you guys what I'm looking at right now. Because the TV that I use as my monitor, um, that started falling down. And I'm just like, oh no, my TV. <laughs> but then also, I have all these fucking lights. I was in probably the worst possible spot to be in during an earthquake. And then my immediate thought is like, oh my God, my dog. So I had to go out there and then I find that literally I just moved two months ago. And so none of my stuff was even like fully hung up. It was like leaning against the wall. It's all broken. <laughs> glass everywhere. Yeah, a lot broke. And usually I feel like earthquakes that I've experienced haven't caused things to break. This was like a lot of damage. It was like everything fell. And like even my sliding doors that weren't locked, they opened. Like it was insane. I don't know where I was going. Oh, just like global warming and the world ending and stuff. But like also at the same time, like no one was expecting a fucking uh, earthquake because we had a hurricane, which California which doesn't have hurricanes. that happen? Yeah. Like even people before that, it was like there were news reports being like, make sure you have your emergency kits ready. Have a crank radio. And I'm like, what? And the fact that Lily and I were like both going through it, I think also simultaneously both had our periods. Didn't I text you and I say, I'm like, I think someone has a voodoo doll of us or some shit. Like I think- Well, I didn't even mention a curse. that there was that earthquake, which I don't even know what the, like what strength it was, but I was in the epicenter. So that was fun. It was like two miles away from where I live. Furthermore, there were 15 aftershocks. Literally, we texted for like two days. You're like, it's still going. <laughs> like, and oh, literally dang. every single time it would happen, you would hear it first. And I'd be like, oh no. And I'd like make, me and my dog would like make eye contact from across the room and be oh. like, oh shit. <laughs> but the best part is you guys weren't hurt. And like when I heard all that glass shatter and then you weren't next to Max, I was like, oh my God, what if the fucking glass got him? Like it I just- absolutely It absolutely could have too. Like thank God, I think he was either sleeping on my bed so it was fine or he was outside. But thank God, cause I, oh my God. I would not be okay. Then I was still on the phone with Jesse and I'm like seeing everything's broken. I already, like we had stuff going on that I already wasn't doing great about. So then that happens and I literally just had like a single tear. Yeah, your <laughs> face looked so defeated. I felt so bad because also a concern of mine in several situations of yours is that you're there alone. I feel like that's the scary part for it all because it's like nobody's that close to you. I mean, your mom's like not too far, but it's like you have to deal with all that shit alone. And also we were 
not doing well mentally and i'm just like oh god lily she's gonna fucking freak and out then i just go out and like all of my belongings are <laughs> just like, shattered i was and honestly I'm like, just hoping i was like oh please don't snap lily please hold on tight to life girl like i need you here well and it's like not even as much that like the stuff was broken like yeah that sucks it's like most of my home decor actually now i feel like is needs to be replaced but more than that it was just like I'm so tired. I don't want to clean this yeah. up. Like, are you kidding? The good thing about earthquakes, though, is that doesn't, like, when they happen, don't they, like, relieve the pressure between the tectonic plates and, like, it won't happen for a long time? Isn't that a thing? Mm, I don't know if that's really the that. case. And also, the whole thing with aftershocks is, like, especially the one right after, like, do you know if it's an aftershock or is it just going to be a whole nother, like, huge earthquake? Because sometimes they'll get, like, mm. more intense. Luckily, they did not. So, um, the house is still standing and I just have some broken mirrors and yeah, picture Yeah, but frames. other natural disasters, like this one at Burning Man, the people that did get out had to live through a fucking nightmare and the ones that didn't, I think it's only that one fatality. It's just, like, completely heartbreaking. You go to a fucking festival, some rain just ends your life. Like, that's just unfathomable and I feel horrible for them and their family and everyone and you don't play around with mother nature but to that i say the ceo is on like that's their fault because yeah some people check the weather and stuff but like i'm sorry nobody has any reason to believe in nevada or california or wherever that it's gonna fucking rain because it like never rains there oh and they even closed the airport oh my god can you fucking imagine like you no. finally no i would literally i would be losing my mind I, yeah no literally like there's no that is a fucking nightmare beyond belief because i can't even imagine the hotels around there they're like aren't even hotels though they're in the middle of nowhere like i think of even like the anxiety that i felt at coachella when like there was really bad uber situations where it was yeah. just like people everywhere and you couldn't get a car that made me stressed and i could walk a mile and like go get a ride somewhere no this is like you could walk as far as you want but i don't really know what's gonna happen once you get there dude that's fucking insane like every step of the way for these poor people was completely hijacked and just like closed off that would drive me insane i am interested to see like when they get home and like everyone can fucking recover people's stories about this because this is insane this article that i'm reading um, on the mirror brings up Chris Rock and apparently he took to Instagram to share a revolting report that the porta potties were then unable to get emptied due to the situation. Oh, well, that brings me um, to something that I was going to talk about, but I'm now going to move to another episode just because I feel like it needs a lot more like time and attention and we don't have that today. So we got to end it here. But Chris Rock in that clip that we watched, he was in the back of a pickup truck with Diplo. And when I saw him, my mind like jumped to all of these videos that I've been seeing about Diplo on TikTok and interviews of people accusing Diplo of really, really strong things. It's very, very bad. And I just want to do it properly and with time and patience and lay it out appropriately so that we get everything correct. I do know about it. I do want to talk about it. We just need a little bit more time to do it right. And that's, I just wanted to say that so that people don't think we don't know about it. Yeah, because Jesse brought it to my attention. I, the last time I heard anything about Diplo was, which I brought up, which I guess plays into this kind of, but um, that there was like a random girl like living with him in when his guest well, she is a comedian on TikTok and she lived with him when she was like 19 years old or 18, 19. Yeah. And everyone thought that was fucking weird. Well, it was that everyone thought it was weird and they were both like posting separately being like, no, like it's like, fine. We're just and it was like, pals. he was just doing her a favor, but like, that's weird. So that is something we'll cover. But my God, there is just no shortage of uh, 
very interesting characters here. But otherwise, I think that's it for today. Oh, did we want to read the one statement update for the pink sauce? Because people were a little upset that we had left out that um, apparently the company, Dave's Gourmet, had made a statement. Let's read it, girly. So um, if you guys saw our pink sauce update, we discussed how apparently Chef P has made a GoFundMe because she says that Dave's Gourmet is not paying her her like anything royalty, is royalties? what she was kind is of alleging. Yeah, I guess it would be. But like she said, she hasn't seen any money from it, essentially. Yeah. And she said she was financially sabotaged by the company. Dave's Gourmet is the company that basically bailed her out by buying her like very sketched out operation in which she was making the pink sauce at home and wasn't refrigerating it properly. And she had a bunch of backlash for a number of reasons. But they basically bailed her out and they started manufacturing it. And then she just recently had come out and said that they weren't paying her any of it and she was like going bankrupt and she needed money to help feed her kids. Well, when we covered that, we didn't see that Dave's Gourmet had put out a statement and apparently they said that they have paid her over $120,000 and continue to make all of the payments as due. Is that just their word? Did they show proof? Um, A representative for Dave's Gourmet provided this following statement in response to Shaw's post. Dave's Gourmet has adhered to the terms of the agreement with Miss Shaw. We disagree with Miss Shaw's allegations. Dave's Gourmet has paid Chef P over $120,000 to date and continues to make all payments as due and on time upon the terms of the contract. We've offered to reimburse Ms. Shaw for her lawyer's time to go over the terms of the agreement and how it relates to payments that were made to Ms. Shaw. She indicated that she's open to an amicable resolution of the dispute and the parties are in discussions. What? See, okay, I mean, I don't know what the fuck that actually even means. You know, she's open to a resolution of the dispute. Yeah, like what's the, there is no dispute though if they're telling the truth. That seems a little contradictory to me just because they're saying we've paid everything on time, but then also you want to reimburse her lawyer fees and want to come to an agreement with her. So you're acknowledging the dispute is valid enough for you to cover her lawyer fees to discuss it. Weird. I don't actually know that that changes a whole lot for me. Like I'm like, okay, I, I hear you, but also people were commenting on that video as if they had like posted like proof that they paid her they're saying they paid her and i i don't i mean if they said it cool i hope they did but that's also not like a hundred percent yeah like that's just not proof i would think that i don't know i feel like people were uh just presenting it as if it was a little bit more iron clad than it is but i mean cool i hope they paid her i kind of think i maybe forgot how much people like don't like her <laughs> oh yeah people really don't like her i mean we covered that in her gofundme comments i mean it's pretty clear but we were like kind of surprised and people were like well no shit she's the worst and like in our comments then like reiterating basically what the people were saying and that wasn't that weird. People were saying it wasn't that weird that people donated to be absolute haters. Like it's literally like <laughs> if she really is that bad, which I'm not even saying she's not, why would you why would agree you with her paying her to give a negative comment? Like just leave that on her TikTok. Like, I don't know. That's weird to me. That's pretty much it. They claim they paid her. And honestly, I don't really care either way. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to give you guys an update in case you were invested. Anyway, that's all we have for you guys today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, if you made it to the end, we really appreciate you. And yeah, that's it. We will see you on Monday on time. Enjoy the new end card that I made, you guys. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> Yay, Lily. Okay, bye. Thanks. <laughs>